Hi, I'm Dora from Dora Nicolau and my drink of choice is a chai. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Michaela from Inspired Office and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work-life wine time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode 88 of the Work-Wife Wine Time podcast the podcast for Australian women in business who are looking for connection and the support of other women who are sharing the same business journey. You've got Makala here with you today, and I'm really excited to connect you with my special guest, Carly Woods. So Carly, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Hello, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm in sunny Gold Coast. So I'm very jealous. I know. I'm going to have a dip in the pool after this. So oh, don't, don't be too jealous. That's it. I'm not talking to you anymore. We're done. <laughs> oh, no, you know, I've, I've worked hard up till now from 4 a.m. So, you know, it's going to be a quick dip, but it's going to Oh, happen. okay. Well, in that case, I think you just <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, Carly, to start us off, can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do? Yes. Uh, So I'm Carly Woods. I'm the founder of a company called Get My Refund. I have been in the finance and insurance industry, you can say, for a very long time. A lot of it was in the automotive industry, an industry where you could say people aren't necessarily looked after to the best of their ability. I think we've all been in front of one of those gray suits, um, you know, and uh, potentially not had the best experience or or the Mm -hmm. journey, should we say. Um, And being throughout that process, I always realized that there was going to be something bigger for me. I wanted to use my knowledge for good. I wanted to be a, a, a light, a light in a dark space. And from having that experience, I actually started to get my refund because I realized that lots of people were actually being missold. Um, they weren't understanding things that they were reading because it's financial jargon. You know, it's very hard to understand mm. to a, a normal person, even to me. You know, I've been through so many training courses or whatever. And even I think, what does that mean? I, 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 I feel like you're reading French, you know, at, at most times. Absolutely. And no one can speak French. Um, it's, you know, <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I, I started this company because I really wanted to use that knowledge to give to others and hopefully educate people along the way. So what Get My Refund does is we actually um, take information off people in regards to the loans that they've had throughout the whole journey. So it could be an active loan, a settled loan, and we're talking home loans, credit cards, cars, anything now, right? Mm -hmm. So when we first started this journey, it was only cars. And then we realized it was much bigger than this and that the banks were also on board with, you know, selling things that they they shouldn't be doing or doing it in in an appropriate way, should we can say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, get my refund. What we do is we actually look into people's documents and contracts and we look at where they were missold and where there's an ability for any remediation. And we go and we claim on their behalf, which is super exciting. Basically, putting money back into the pockets of where it should belong. I love it. Sign me up. So- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, done. You don't need to say anymore. We're done. Um, so, Kelly, what is it that brought you into this sort of field and industry in the first place like where did you start your employment career history tell us the journey that got you to where you are 
you know, when I actually first, I don't know how many people know this about me, exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> um, I was actually a dancer on cruise ships. Oh, so wow. God knows why I'm here now, actually, is the answer <laughs> to your question. And all that jazz. I'm joking. Um, you know, the thing is, I started off, um, you know, in, in theatre school um, on a much, much different journey. But, you know, I, I ended up being within um, a few different companies and I was always uh, at the top of my game in every single company. And I, I always knew there was something bigger for me and I never knew what that mm -hmm. was. And every company I've ever been in, they were like, oh, you're meant to be doing something, you know, God, you can't shut up when you are really passionate about something. And I ended up in the car trade and I just had this passion to succeed, the drive, you know, always to be better. In a male dominated industry, that is hard. That Ooh. is not an easy place to be, right? And even when I started off, the HR department and the accounts department, who were all girls, they all actually had a tally on how long I would last. And well. um, they had a bit of a, a budget behind that. So, and, and, and as the days went on, they were like, shit, she's not going anywhere. How annoying. None of them are going to win. <laughs> I'm like, yes. So I started off there and I, I, I grew my, my knowledge from really being in a real hard place. And um, I moved across, I got headhunted quite a few times, but in, in that whole journey, I ended up um, not wanting to be in England anymore. So <laughs> in England, we are very compliant over there. There's been a lot of infrastructure in regards to the financial change. Mm -hmm. And I went through all of that. Um, obviously, we're a bit further ahead in, in the game of um, how we sell loan products, how we sell insurance products. And when I came over here, which was always the goal, you know, um, to sit by the beach on a laptop and work, that has not happened yet, but we're going to get there. <laughs> and, and, and basically, you know, I wanted to be in Australia, but I got here and I was like, oh my golly gosh, um, this is quite backwards um, in a respectful way, because I just realized that this is going to happen here you're going to have to stop being compliant and treating people fairly and transparently, which you are not doing at the moment. And as soon as I got here, I was like, this is my purpose. Wow. And you know what? Throughout this whole journey, I realized there's one thing that I think I really love and it's humans. Yeah. I really, I really love, it makes me feel great when someone, you know, when you can do something for somebody that's that changes their life, you know, like we, we actually put money back into people's pockets. I'm not saying, Hey, you know, get this car and I'm going to put this insurance onto your loan and make myself money and get a high five behind the scenes. Cause that's what I used to do. And I used to train people to do that, mm. you know, as honestly as possible, but you can still sell ice to an Eskimo. Um, you know, but now I get to change lives and now I've got a, you know, an amazing bunch of people team that, that helped me with that dream. That's fantastic. Yeah. So that's really interesting, though, what you said about Australia not being as compliant, because I thought it was my understanding that the financial services industry was actually really heavily regulated in Australia. Interesting observation, because there is a difference between what I've noticed with England and Australia. Mm -hmm. And Australia do want to be at the forefront for everything. And don't get me wrong, there are the banking code of conduct. There is insurance compliance. There are all these things and all these policies that are in place that people should be doing. 100% mm -hmm. agree with you on that. The only thing is, is the difference between the UK and Australia, and this isn't fact, this is just my own opinion. Yeah. Um. But the fact, the fact that I think it is, is that 
Australians are more connected as humans. Mm-hmm. The UK tend to just look at a document and go, yep, yeah, we've got to do that. Do, 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 do. You know, we're British. Yeah. We've got to follow that document. Otherwise we <laughs> get in trouble. Oh, and then, but the Australians are like, nah, because like, you know, John down the road, he's my mate, you know? <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 dude, it, there's a policy around here. You know what I mean? Let's, let's start reading that. So the thing is, it's not that the, these, these systems aren't there. And also, you know, ASICA slightly, ASICA, the, you know, Australian Security Investment Commission, and what they actually do is, you know, they are proactively looking at, into things and finding businesses where it should be. But I don't know if you've heard of something called the big four over here. Um, mm-hmm. There's a big yellow sign. We've got a big red W, you know, yeah. we've got a dragon on a, you know, we all know the brands, right? We all know that, you know, Coca-Cola is the best drink in the world and the the Golden Arches is the best place that you can get fast food. And we also know that these are the places that you get lent money. So, you know, I don't know, from, from my experience as to what is going on, there is a lot of people not doing the right thing. And that's where we are going to, we're holding them accountable. I don't know if they like me that much, but once again, I love humans. So that's the goal here. <laughs> Who, to cares? Create just, yeah. Who cares? Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, like personally, do I care? I mean, you know, when you speak to these individuals that actually work in the banks, they're all humans. They're actually all really nice, Yeah. you know, but as a collective and, and, you know, the uh, it's almost like they do try. It's not like they're going, no, we're just going to rip people off from now. But, you know, it's almost like, well, they've got money to make. You know, they've also got, but it's just selling things that are fit for purpose in my mind. You know, mm-hmm. not selling not selling something that someone is going to feel like they're being ripped off or that is not fit for purpose. So that's the goal. Yeah. No, that all makes sense. And and following your explanation, it's like, yep, okay, I understand now. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. a long-winded way of going around it, but it's yeah, it's, no. it's it's such a huge conversation, really, you know, yeah. because ultimately we, we are the first remediation company that's ever existed in Australia. Mm. And it has been one of the toughest things I've ever done in my life. Start a business and do yoga on a Thursday, they said. I mean, that is just <laughs> not a thing. To any business women that are listening to me now, they're like, oh, I literally started a business for that. And I've never been so busy in my whole entire life. And yeah. like, that's exactly right. And we started this industry. So we've had to really reinvent the wheel. There's been no one that we could copy, mm. um, you know, and that's been really, really, really tough. See the wrinkles. <laughs> no, uh, I oh, do no. not. <laughs> the Botox is working. Yes. <laughs> so tell me, how do you go about figuring out if, someone has fallen victim to, you know, one of these, um, to use a term that you've used before, irresponsible loan. Yep. So obviously there's two things. There's the irresponsible lending, which is really just mis-selling of loans. So essentially being a victim um, could be actually anybody. And the reason why it could be anybody is because you don't know what you don't know. So you could be just signing something because somebody is telling you something and it is actually their responsibility to make sure that you understand. Do they do that in full? No, they don't. Mm. So ultimately it's their prerogative to get a loan approved. Mm -hmm. So the application's up front they should be very detailed and they should be actually they they should be 
um, writing down every single thing that is happening um, in your financial world. So all your liabilities, all your dependents, because everything costs you money, right? Yep. You know, ex- the, the, the correct amount for a, a mortgage, any credit cards that you've got, um, and also anything in the future foreseen that could happen. So mm-hmm. you might be pregnant, which you might have another little human, which is going to be a dependent, you know, and there's in my journey, there's been a lot of applications that have been filled out incorrectly. So mm-hmm. being a victim, you wouldn't potentially know that. But what you would know that that's kind of our job to yep. sort of look at that. But what you would know is the fact that when you got this loan, it was like, oh, it was a bit maybe they were trying to oversell it or they were they tried really hard to get me approved and it was a bit hard. And then once I got approved, I, I kind of been struggling and, and you might not have been struggling to pay the loan. You might have actually paid the loan because some Australians are actually really, really great. They will actually suffer in other areas of their life to pay this loan because mm. they know they're going to be in trouble by the bank. Mm. But the money that they might owe to an electricity company or, you know, uh, the mobile phone, they're getting into debt. Um, so those struggling of making payments, however that 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 looks for you, but also the buy now, pay later, it's a huge problem. People mm. are basically mm. robbing Peter to pay Paul. Mm. And that's something that needs to be noted down. So if you are asking friends or family or not mentioning any names after pay um, for more money, <laughs> um, then there's a problem here with your expenditure, uh, which means potentially you should may have not meant to be let, let that loan in the first place. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's fairly easy to work out. And you kind of know if you shouldn't have been lent something. It's like, did I really get this loan? Or a credit card that just popped through the post for 10 grand and you were like, woohoo, you know, I'm on like $130 a week. <laughs> How did that happen? that's when it's not meant to be right. So I guess a large part of it is really being a decent human and being really self-responsible and looking and going, you know, I'm like you said, oh, this is amazing, I've got this money, but stepping back and going, however, does that fit with where I am in my life and is that something that I should be taking on? This is huge for me um, with sort of the next progression of my life as well, because, um, you know, having potential one-to-ones with people, that this is a, a huge thing that people don't look at. They, they bury their head in the sand. Mm. And some people can say, oh, that's lazy. You know, Australians are lazy. They're not lazy at all. You know, coming from different countries, living in different places, I think Australians are probably one of the most motivated you know, humans I know they are, but what they, what we're doing is we're putting our head in, in the sand when it gets a bit too hard. And then what happens is it, it spirals out of control and then mm-hmm. options. And, and this is actually, you know, physically um, or scientifically proven that once your brain gets so full of negative things that are happening around you, your awareness actually slows down. So what happens is you start to not be aware of the things that could actually be help you moving forward. Mm -hmm. So the problem is, is, you know, you need to really be aware of what you're taking on board and how you're doing it. Can you really afford this loan? Just don't do it to yourself if you can't afford it. You know you know, mm. and don't do it because financially being impacted is really detrimental to people's health. And, and it's mm. more so than a lot of people are making out. And it can cause, you know, problems in marriages. It can cause problems in, in children, you know, seeing the adults struggling financially. They grow up to do exactly the same thing. You know, it's a knock-on effect. It's about really educating yourself financially, but it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Mm. There are there are things, Mon- Money Smart has... Um, I'll send you the link so you can link people actually Wonderful. because money, money smart has a really basic way for children. Okay. 
I'm not I'm not being rude here but sometimes I need to be spoken to like a child because I'm dyslexic and whatever all over the place so give me pictures please so I can understand um but this is a really great way of dumbing down how you should be looking at your finances and I think it's a really really great way of going okay let's just take it back to basics you know let's just park the overwhelmingness that I don't know where to find the interest rate you know apparently over 80 percent of people do not know what the interest rate is on on their loans Mm. huge yeah I believe that and I say that because I have to keep checking on my damn mortgage because every time (laughs) I go back it's gone up again Oh, I mean, yeah, wow. Uh, obviously, this is also, you know, another conversation is that naturally, if if you're struggling because your mortgage has gone up, you probably could have afforded the loan initially. So that probably may not have been something that was missold. So it's a good point to add there. Um, it might be that, you know, obviously, you know, now stretched. But But when you actually obtain a loan, just so you know, they actually should put a buffer in there. So they should put a buffer in there for any circumstances that could happen in the future i.e interest rates can you afford it yeah i don't know whether they're putting in this much uh so you know people are struggling more for sure yeah i i um i work as a business coach in my own business but also as a in a not-for-profit and the people that i see coming through the door that are really struggling with the interest rate rise because you know not only in their own personal finances and business finances, but also because consumer spending is slowing down in a lot of areas, you know, because we're not spending as much money on the nice to haves. So yeah, it's like, I guess, as business people, we've got to also take that into consideration as well. It's not just our personal side of things, it's the business side of things, but then how it's going to affect how things like this can affect our consumers. Like if you want to really have a good overall understanding and sort of forecasting in your business, it's really smart to take all those things into consideration as much as possible. Planning is key, especially when it comes to finances. And people don't do it that often because it is kind of boring a little bit. But I tell you what isn't boring, staying awake at night, not knowing your numbers. That's what's not like... Who's who's lost sleep over here for not knowing what money's going to be coming in, what money's going out? Write it down. Know your numbers because then you can actually go, oh, hang on a minute, I'm actually not going to be able to pay that next month. Call the creditor and just say, hey, by the way, I need a bit of leeway on this. Can you do it? Guess what they're going to say? They're going to say yes. Mm. Okay, because they actually, they, they have a, there are regulations within the code that they actually need to help you out financially um, in the way that they can do it mm-hmm. if they can. So for financial hardship, there are ways that you can slow slow this process down, which allows your mind to be clear just for a hot mm-hmm. minute. Um, and then obviously what we do, because we don't just look at current loans, we look at older loans as well. So these yeah. loans might even be paid off, you see. So that's kind of money in your pocket. If we can find out that you really struggled and something happened there, plus we do the insurance side. Yeah. So if there's any add-on insurances or anything that was you know, missold as well, we claim that back too. So on that note, what types of unnecessary insurances do you come across so there's a there's a few um popular ones so it's called consumer credit insurance that's the insurance where if you lose your job or you get sick or you are um 
Yeah, basically you just can't afford to pay your loan. Mm-hmm. So what happens is it gets popped on top of your loan usually. Um, it can be paid for separately, but it gets popped on top of your loan. But it, it obviously accrues interest too. Mm-hmm. So any advance, any amounts that you're being financed, that's all creating a cost for you. So we've seen in some cases that the the policy was like eight grand, um, but the actual payout was 30 because of the interest that they paid. Wow. Yeah, because what's happening is, is some people don't even know it's on their loan. In fact, mm-hmm. on average, most people have no idea that they paid for it. Yeah. So even if they do get into trouble, um, we're seeing so many people that didn't get offered the the, the facility, even though they had it on their loan, which is ridiculous. But not only that, you know, obviously there's other loan uh, products out there. There is um, insurance, you know, if you wrote off your car, um, you know, but people tend to just go to the insurer and then they don't even look at their loan contracts. So, and they don't speak to each other. So how are they going to know? And um, other insurances, warranty you may have paid for on your car, um, mortgage insurance, so uh, there's a bit of a, um, a giveaway I'll give here, actually. So lenders mortgage insurance is something that we're going to be looking into because um, actually we, we haven't done this exactly yet. But I want to give this to the listeners because more, lenders mortgage insurance, what it is, is it's something that gets put onto your loan. Mm-hmm. If, for instance, you've got anything less than 20 percent deposit. Right. And what that does is that does not protect you in any way, shape or form. It protects the bank. So if something happens to you financially, then what happens is that insurance company pays out the bank so they're sweet right that insurance company will come after you by the way and try and get that money Mm -hmm. so lenders mortgage insurance though if you change your loan or you change your home or you change that and you move on then um and and it's before two years there is a bit of a rebate you can get there which people don't know about so if you've ever changed your loan within two years usually it's two years um and you paid lenders mortgage insurance go back and ask that company, go back and ask your lender that you would like a refund on the portion because you changed it within the time. So there is a remediation there. And what do you mean by change it? You mean as in? Some people move home. Okay. Some, some people get more a, a different loan completely. Some people change banks mm-hmm. gotcha. completely, you know, yeah. and, and these people are um, changing all the time. Some people are really good with the changing all the time. But the loan the lender's mortgage insurance is covering is the amount for the entire loan. Mm-hmm. So if you've only really paid two years of it, then there is a rebate that's available. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. So can you, do you have any particularly awesome stories of how you've successfully helped someone with this kind of refund? Oh, I mean, we've got 50 odd thousand people that we've helped, but Pick we've one. got so many. <laughs> So I'll start with 49,999. So um, well, we've helped so many people and the changing lives is um, is something that we do on a regular basis. And this could mean that, you know, it's someone that, and I don't like to, you know, sort of dampen this down because $350 the other day actually helped somebody get their, uh, fix their teeth. Mm. So they had a really bad tooth and they couldn't get it fixed. They had no money. And they replied to us saying, oh my God, thank you so much. I've had pain with this and I've had no money to be able to do it. Um, and now I can smile and, you know, eat. So thank you, you know. And then we have the other um, end of the scale. For, for starters, we had this one lady who was just amazing and she had a disabled son and um, her the, the, the son went in and actually obtained a loan and he's, he has special needs. So he, they really shouldn't have lent him any money. He mm. didn't really have, even have a job, really. And they mm. lent him this money. 
So obviously he drove away in this new car that oh, he could wow. definitely not afford. Um, and as as all mothers do, we take on board everything our children do. And she ended up paying for this. And she was struggling and she'd been struggling for quite a few years. And uh, she came to us on his behalf and said, can you help? And we actually managed to wipe the loan completely. And he kept the car. Wow. Yeah. That was that was like, you know, and, and the thing is that it's it's one scale to another. You know, yeah. we're changing lives in very different ways. But yeah. she'd got to the end of her tether. She'd spoken to the finance company. She'd actually tried herself. Yeah. Um, and this is something really important to note, actually. So there are different options when you're looking at complaining to um, any provider. And mm-hmm. this is something that we see very often. This is the reason why I built this company. There are actually other options that you can do. One, you can go yourself. You don't need Mm -hmm. to pay a company like ours to go and do this for you. You can go and complain to yourself uh, yourself. And there is um, also another free option called AFCO, which is the Australian Financial Commission's Authority. Now, the problem with both of those that we see, and that's why we we initially did this, is because I did a lot of um, looking behind the scenes. Obviously, FOS was the Financial Ombudsman Service. That was before AFCA. AFCA had been going since 2018. Um, but it, a lot of things don't go in the consumer's favor. And why is that? So when we get customers that come through that have already had these discussions with the providers, there is a lot of, you know, these people don't want to be paying. The banks don't want to be paying anything back. No, and they can come up with every excuse. We've seen every excuse. And also we know what people are entitled to. Mm-hmm. So we have seen people come back and they said, oh, they said no. And they take their word for it. And we're like, absolutely not. There's this legal, there's this policy, there's this, you know, we know what people are actually entitled to. Then going forward from there, Africa say they're a free service, but there's a lot of time they go in the bank's favor. And this has been a bugbear for us because we not only have to fight with the providers, we have to fight with Africa as well mm. to make them go into the consumer's favor. And the information that they ask from the consumer is ridiculous, um, especially when you can see it's a it's a continuous systemic issue that's happening over and over again. You'd think that they'd say, this is an issue, this has happened before. Okay, the consumer's right. It doesn't happen like that. So if people are going as an individual, you need to be really tough and you need to know what you want as an outcome and you need to go and get it. And you need to not stop until you get that. And don't let anybody else tell you any different. Or Mm. you come through to a company like ours and then we help you. But there are different options, but you just, you need to know your stuff. Mm. So how, like if someone did want to give it a go on their own, what what are what would you recommend to the first steps like how can they sort of educate themselves before they then you know take on the the lender yeah so um, essentially you need to understand um your contracts so when was the last time that you actually picked up your contract and goes oh I've got that added there. I've had a look at that. Oh, I wasn't I wasn't told that. <laughs> I think that's the first thing that you need to do. Pick up your contracts. If you can't, if you don't have your contracts, go to the provider and ask for them, um, which is what we do um, initially because we have to see something um, yeah. and most people don't have them or didn't get given them. So that's the first thing. Read them. Have a look. Read the PDS. So the PDS is the product disclosure statement. So you got sold an insurance, you found it on your contract and now... The PDS says that, oh, but if you're a business owner, you can't claim on this. And you're like, hang on, I'm a business owner. So I could never even claim on it. So you've got your argument, right? And you know your stuff. It's knowledge is power. Obviously, action is better. But the next part is the action. So the action is you put through a complaint. 
Um, and there are different ways of putting through complaints. Um, obviously, you could give them a call um, or you could send through an email um, noting down um, the problems, uh, what you found. And then you go through to the internal dispute resolution system into the bank. And then from there, you have to fight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that that's that's basically what it is. So as long as you know your knowledge up front, when they say no, you can say, well, actually, I read the policy and I was never meant to be sold this. So either I was never where it was on there. I've only just found it now because I listened to this podcast and someone random said, Carly, look at my contract. And I found something on there that wasn't meant to be on there. Um, you know, we see it every day. Uh, we're talking thousands of people that go, well, I didn't know that was on there. You know, it's not a new thing to us. So, you know, and then go through to them and, and just fight it until the end because you are owed it. And it's the justice that you deserve. Awesome. So, Carly, can you give us like a bit of a behind the scenes peek into the process that when someone reaches out for help to you guys with a refund, like what what's it look like? What do they go through with you? We try and make it as simple for the clients, to be honest, because it can be quite painful our side. We yeah. try not to bring them in or involve them too much. That was like one of my big um, you know, goals right at the very start. I want to make sure they have their portal. So they jump on, they log in, they add in their finances for us to look at. They help us out with a few questions so we can get as much information as we possibly can to mm -hmm. do the best for them. And then we just tell them to go away and wait. And then we do everything behind the scenes. So essentially we'll go to the, the lender provider and, and, and try and obtain information you know, that gets harder every single day because they know what we're doing now. Mm. And, you know, the reluctantness to give us the correct information can be quite painful. And when I say painful, it's like this customer's got three credit cards, one home loan, and we'll get two credit cards information. So we have to go back and go, oi, hello, yeah. you know, you didn't do this right. And it is constant, 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 constant. And that is, that is painful, but, you know, we're getting there. And banks have also created departments in their business that they never had before until we were here you know and now they're getting a lot of requests from get my refund to say hey we need this we need that you know and they love us for that and then obviously from there we'll obviously look and we'll do a holistic approach to um dissecting the documents and seeing what we can find so we have our claim hunters our you know our Sherlock Holmes investigators and they get all their mic like you know scopes out and they start looking at what they can find yep um, and um yeah, and then once that happens, um, it then gets sent off to the our other internal team, which then fights. So it's it's quite a process. It's almost like a really cute conveyor belt of amazing people throughout the way mm -hmm. that don't stop until they get an answer. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and then once we obviously get um, some sort of agreement with the bank, um, that's when the client gets a benefit. Yeah, and that's the only time we get a benefit as well, actually. So. All of that whole work is free up until wow. we get something. It's it's been a lot of a lot, you know, because we 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 actually don't get an outcome for everybody, but we check mm -hmm. everybody, you know. Yeah. So there's a lot of lot of claims that we say, no, that's great, you didn't get ripped off. Um, kind of good for them, you know. Like that's what we want. We want the outcome to be that, and we want that to be going forward as well. That the banks go, oh no, 
someone's going to hold us accountable. We shouldn't be selling that <laughs> in the future. You know, that'd be awesome. If we don't need to be here, that's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm happy to pivot the business and do something else. I would love to not, you know, if people are scared of a company called Get My Refund, mm, you're doing something <laughs> wrong, I think. You know? Absolutely. Like, right, exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot of passion behind the scenes that goes into this. And it mm. is real humans. Uh, real people, real refunds. Like we, we, there's real people that are behind the scenes fighting every single day. Yeah. Um, you know, and we have to keep motivated. And the things that motivate us is when, you know, we get those good feel stories. Um, because it is hard. It is hard. It's like being at court every day. Like I, I can imagine this is what a lawyer feels like when they're like, no, uh, you know, the defense says that he didn't do that, and we're not going to take that. And then loads of it's, you know, words that you have to read as to why they didn't. You're like, ah. Oh just pay the client out like yeah. last week, you know, yeah. but you've come up with a new thing, a new reason not to pay out the clients, but it's the same problem as last week. But anywho, let's come up with a new solution. You know, it's constantly revolving mm. what we're doing. So it, it is tough actually, but we're here for a reason. And the reason is that we want to make justice affordable and available to people. Yeah. So is the idea that people engage with you um, when they've sort of identified that something maybe doesn't smell right with their situation or is it that they come to you when they're just like hands in the air, I don't know, this is all too hard, I can't, I'm not coping? Like what? at what sort of point do you take people on? At, at the end of the day, if you've ever had a loan, active or settled, Yep. ever come through to us okay so you guys will just look at everything from it we will look at everything and our system will automatically tell you for instance if we're not looking at it right now okay so mm -hmm. obviously as a business you do have to look at what we can physically do um for people and yep. there are items you know that need to be addressed potentially in the future we can't do it now because there's a reason behind that yeah um but what we do is we like to get all that information from people because we might actually what we've seen is when we started this like i said we started off with vehicles only Mm -hmm. Okay, but then we're now expanded and we started doing banks and we started doing, I mean, this is five years ago. So the thing is, is what we realize is come to us because if we can find a remediation, if something happens in the future, if something happens next week or something that we find out and we've got your information, we're going to go back over everything and then we're going to open it back up and we're going to go, hey, we can help you now. We might not be able to help you straight away, but if you've ever had a loan, active or settled, whether it's a credit card, personal loan, home loan, vehicle loan, bike loan, um, you know, and we, we, we want to have it on file. Um, if we can take it forward, we will. If we don't, we, we won't until we can, um, or we just won't. But the fact of the matter is it will take you potentially 15 seconds to do what we need you to do online. Mm -hmm. um, verify yourself on a KYC, which is know your customer application. And yep. that's it. And then we've got your details and then at least we can look for you. We've also, I don't know if you've heard about the buy now, pay later legislation changing as well. So I've heard of it changing, but I haven't looked into anything about it. No. And, you know, obviously there is, it's still a work in progress and it's happening towards the end of this year. Mm -hmm. But what's happened is at all the, um, the buy now pay laters, they haven't been regulated like a bank, like a personal mm. loan, like a credit card. Mm. So what's happening is, you know, everyone sort of got together and now they are going to be regulated. So they need to do important things to make sure consumers are protected 
Uh, so they they don't get you know as done over in the in the future so that wow. it's really really great and it might actually open up an avenue for us to be able to help people because what legislation does is it puts in a law for people to have to be accountable to mm. they haven't had that up until now so you know let's bring on next year because let's see if we could help all those people too mm. that's really interesting because my uh, my brain starts going oh so that's fabulous for the consumers wonder how that's going to affect like the businesses then like the ones that have all that you know that get so much business from the buy now pay later it's like I I I get it and it you know I mean businesses you do think about that when you have your own business you think oh poor them but you know when I used to see Afterpay coming up on um Business News Insider, a, a company that's earned millions of money and the CEO is like the best, smartest man in the world. And I think, but I think, bugger you. You're ripping people off. That's why you're loaded. Mm. You know, like I, I'm here as another business owner that's trying to rectify the wrong mm. in everything everyone's doing. And these companies come up and start unraveling everything that we've been trying to do for the last five years. Like smart, smart people though. Like I give them that. At yeah. the end of the day, they came up with a, they had a problem. They found a solution. Mm. Bloody awesome. I love that. But when it's at the expense of people, that's what I don't like. So, no, totally you know, they've good. had it great. They've had mm. it good. And hopefully he's bought his Lamborghinis. Now we can just roll it back a little bit. Okay. Let's still do make money. Cause that's what we're here for. Every business is still here to make money. Don't get me wrong, but let's just do it ethically. Mm. Oh no, I totally agree. But it'll be interesting to see the, the adjustment mm-hmm. to all of this, like how it all kind of evens out because, you know, all of us business owners, we're also consumers as well. So oh, yeah, 100%. It, it is a fad, a fabulous holistic thing to be happening, but yeah, it will just be interesting to see how things kind of adjust and, and even out over time as this does come in. I think it's actually also, if you read what they've been doing, um, you know, Afterpay have put out quite a few, um, you know, publications and they, like, they're pretty keen for the change as well, you know, because at at the end of the day, it actually does strengthen your brand if, you know, you're you're working with, you know, legislation and you're trying to do the right Mm. thing for customers. So, like, I I do get that there's going to be a bit of pain, like, completely, but, you know, if someone thinks they're going to go to somebody that's going to look after them ethically, mm. which they're going to have to start doing, it could it could probably increase your business, mm. you know? So as much as there's going to be a little bit of pain, we get all of that and they're going to have to do a bit more work. You know, really, it could build their brand because mm. now they're regulated and now they're doing the right thing by consumers. And not only that, you know, um, that's all in the press. That's all in the news. So any... Any publications are good publications, aren't they? You know, like for my <laughs> yeah. brand. So uh, good ones or bad ones. At the end of the day, people are hearing about what these guys are doing now, which is awesome. Look, and it's not just Afterpay. We've got to remember that they were the, you know, they were the amazing people that came up with the idea, well, PayPal really, but, you know, everyone's jumped on board essentially with this. Yeah. You know, every single bank's doing, you know, we've got the zip pay, you know, whip pay, flip pay, nip it in the bud pay I don't know. <laughs> yes. it's like it's just everything there's millions pay. of them yeah it's like I can't afford this what pay do I go to you know it's like <laughs> it, there's just so many that have come on board and obviously it's lucrative that's the reason people don't mm. do things for free otherwise we'd be all volunteering at the uh, local koala center so I think that you know as long as it's done ethically and 
I think it might build their brand, to be honest. Mm. I'm hoping that it, you know, everyone wins because an even win is always a good thing, you know? Mm. No, absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. It's even like, you know, businesses becoming more sustainable. Um, that builds a brand and people are, you know, it's attracting more custom and more interest now than the businesses that aren't bothering to do anything. So, yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. I'm so glad you shared that. While we're on that topic, do you see any other challenges or trends or changes to the industry coming up in the future or is that kind of the the big one on the horizon? For me, um, yeah, I, I feel like personally there's two different elements here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like Get My Refund um, is going to be expanding to help people on different levels. So say, for instance, you know, someone comes through to us. I think there's there's, there's a problem in, in lots of different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Are you being treated fairly when you get your loan? You know, if you have any um, problems on your credit file, um, who are you going to for that? Um, you know, are you looking at trying to get your debts managed because you're having problems with them? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, it, what insurances are you taking you know, um, so I think Get My Refunds actually created a really trustworthy platform mm-hmm. for us to be able to offer those products and do it ethically and put the customers first. We've always done it that way. And if we now implement other things, um, I would like to almost set the tone of how to treat people in the financial industry. And not mm-hmm. only that, let's gain a bit of, you know, trust trustworthiness in the industry. So people Mm. think, oh, you know, they've set the bar like that. We've got to do what Get My Refund do, you know, like everyone and they would get more business and people would be more happier and probably have less complaints, right? Mm. So that's sort of like the big goal. But for me personally, um, you know, I've realized that growing this business to, you know, to the capacity that it is, there is a whole different tech thing that people have problems with. And it can be really overwhelming in a, era that's really technology orientated you know all this ai is coming out everyone's feeling very very overwhelmed and it's like you know there's a lot of people that don't even know how to set up a domain or do an email or you know let alone put email put ai onto your email like you know whoa and i feel like you know there is a solution to everything and you can just bring it back down to basics and give especially business owners which i want to go into the sort of area of give business owners the basic information technology wise that can actually automate your business and scale your business just basically and show you how to do it so you don't have to keep paying all these people that are ripping you off every single month because they're clicking a button on ai Mm. how about i teach you how to take it from there copy and paste and do it yourself you know you you know as well as i know business owner you know that there are 0.4 percent of businesses in the world that ever make a million dollars. Okay. So what that means is a lot of, you know, what you're doing is you're either having to do it yourself or you're just not doing it, or you've got to pay somebody. Mm. So I think as a bigger picture, I really want to teach people how it's so easy. I mean, if I can do it, you know, I mean, I'm dyslexic and I've no idea what I'm doing most of the time, but I can work it out and I can show other people that it's actually really easy and to not get overwhelmed, not get stressed. And you can do this for yourself. Mm. Fantastic. Well, thank you for all of that information and insight that you shared with us today, Carly. It was it was really, really interesting. So the last thing I want to ask you is, do you have one key takeaway or piece of advice that you'd like our listeners to remember most from our conversation today? 
Yes. I think, look, you don't know what you don't know. Don't get overwhelmed with trying to find something out. Okay. It's not something that you should be feeling bad about. We get a lot of people that come through to say, oh, I should have known this and I should have done this. It doesn't matter. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Okay. Hmm. So at the end of the day, we've built this company to help you move forward. There's no judgment. There's no nothing here. Give us your details. Let us look into it for you. Give you peace of mind. If there's nothing there, great. If there is, let's go for something. But it's as easy as one, two, three. Just Mm -hmm. literally give us the information of the lenders that you've had and we'll do the rest. But don't get overwhelmed as to making that decision. Take control of your finances now. And first of all, let's look into what you could be remediated because there could be thousands of dollars that are waiting for you out there and you just don't know it. Mm. I'm glad you addressed that embarrassment or shame bit because I I could see that that yep. people so yeah awesome well thank you so much for your time today Carly it was really lovely to meet you and get to talk to you about all of this you too thank you so much um and I hope people start taking you know their financial empowerment back thanks for tuning into our podcast if you enjoyed it hit subscribe If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time, take care and drink responsibly.